0: Hi, and welcome to the Kintsugi Life Podcast with me, Toby Hazelwood. This podcast is all about how we can learn, grow, and strengthen from the challenges that everybody faces in life, valuing them as part of what makes us who we are and equips us for our future success. Right now, let's get into the content. Hi, it's Toby Hazelwood here, And today I'm going to be talking to you about an article I recently wrote about the benefits of maintaining a singular focus. Now, this was inspired um, by a quote that I've encountered many times in my life. You've maybe heard it too, and it's from Stephen Covey, the author of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And it's a pretty simple quote, and that is that the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. And I guess what that, that quote's really all about and what I've uh, taken from it and how I interpret it and apply it in my own life is that regardless of what we're doing in life, whether that's to work and apply ourselves at some sort of project, whether that's our career, whether it's a process of personal development or uh, of a regime of diet and exercise, or in terms of working through a time of challenge, uh, such as working through a divorce or dealing with uh, difficulty or bereavement, uh, challenges in personal relationships, is that you really have to kind of try and keep yourself on track in the efforts that you apply and the things that you do and the decisions that you take um, by actually trying to remember what it is you're trying to achieve through the overall process and in doing so, identifying what that main thing is and then making sure you keep that main thing, the main thing that you're focusing on in everything that you do. Now, I don't like using the uh, the actual phrase that I'm trying to define in the definition, but there's really no better way of sub- uh, describing it than that. So what I'm gonna be talking about today is how I believe that when we're facing those challenges, uh, whether we're working uh, to bounce back from a divorce or whether we're trying to build a business and, and facing, kind of apathy or adversity as we do so, whether we're working through challenges in building that business, you know, struggling for finance, struggling to make sales, um, or or in whatever challenge we're facing, or even if we're not working through a challenge, but rather we're just trying to do something that's difficult and testing, is how we go about defining that main thing and keeping it in mind as we go along and what the benefits are of doing that, and also what are the, the potential downsides if we don't manage to do that and we don't keep it at the forefront of our minds so i guess when we're focused on that what that goal we let's assume that we've actually defined what that goal is and if it's that we we are looking to to build a new happy life for for ourselves after a divorce for example um, then we need to be actually quite single-minded about what that actually really looks like and what that really means you know, often a a goal or a statement of of what our why is, or any number of other phrases that you're likely to hear if you've kind of read or encountered any personal development material, is that, you know, it can be quite nebulous. It can be quite a high level statement. And that's kind of both a good thing and a bad thing. You know, it's positive in the sense that it gives you an overall guiding purpose, Um, but it can be quite nebulous. It can be quite meaningless in a way, if you don't actually have a clear understanding of what that means to you. So, You know if you're coming through a divorce for example then your your goal is ultimately to build a new happy rewarding and fulfilled life um, where you're self-reliant probably where you're strong where you've built reliance upon yourself and on nobody else Um, you've potentially put in place a new life for yourself and for your kids if you have them and that you're kind of happy in yourself before you then contemplate any kind of prospect of a future relationship now, there's a heck of a lot that's wrapped up in that that one goal, that main thing, which is to bounce back from divorce or to, to recover from divorce and build a new happy life where you're thriving and not just surviving. And it's kind of having that clarity of understanding and that depth of belief in your your main thing and in your why that's so pivotal before you can actually do anything to proceed towards it. Now, the challenge when you are trying to work towards that that one thing is in is actually dealing with all the things that can kind of set you back you know there's setbacks there's going to be setbacks in any process if that's a business it's going to be the the difficulties in getting a new product off the ground and in building interest in your customer base but sticking with our our example of of a divorce you know there are going to be all sorts of challenges that you could potentially face um, or any relationship difficulty you know there's going to be times when you kind of feel hurt you feel in pain you're kind of dealing with the setbacks and the hardship that you've been dealt uh, and it's really kind of kind of hard to maintain that focus and to kind of remember that this is all just part of the process of working through uh, and ultimately achieving your goal, which is to get back on track. So how you respond to the setbacks that are inevitably going to come, in regard regardless of what your pursuit is, is incredibly important to build as a skill. And that's all about resilience. That's all about strength of of belief in yourself and self determination and self-reliance. You know all those kinds of things that. That ultimately mean that you can maintain focus on that main thing and deal with the setbacks that come along. Now other things that can knock us off track also um, are are potentially other options and opportunities that we we see along the way and that we encounter along the way. Um, You know if we're working through that divorce that divorce process we may at some stage feel that actually we're getting through this you know we're feeling better in ourselves we're feeling happier And all of a sudden, our minds may open to the prospect of dating and relationships again. You know, we may get a bit of interest from someone or a bit of flattery or someone makes a pass at us and it's flattering, you know, and we we think to ourselves, well, you know, maybe I'm ready for dating again. But actually, you know, there is a a proper process, there is a proper time at which you may actually formally recognise that you're ready to start dating again. And in all likelihood if you're still working through that divorce, then chances are you've not reached that stage because you're still through, you've still got process to to work through, you know, there's still administrative matters to deal with, and and in all likelihood, you've probably not gone through all the the emotional healing. So, you know, that would be a distraction in this case that you need to manage or at least need to keep in perspective as you move forwards. In a business context, you know, that could be a distraction of thinking you know there's another business opportunity here or maybe I should build a business Facebook page or maybe I'm not exploiting Twitter enough or maybe I should be you know attending I don't know farmers markets to to sell products depending on what, what it is your business is and you know often we can get so distracted by all the various options that exist to us that we kind of take our eye off the ball and we take our eye off the goal and off the main thing and we kind of forget what it is that we're really trying to achieve. And we simply become reactive to dealing with the distractions that come about as a result of of things that just kind of flirt through our our vision and just kind of appear before us and similar to that is is kind of the fear of missing out you know that's another form of distraction but oftentimes in in any pursuit you know we can get distracted by by worrying that we've kind of backed the wrong horse we've taken the wrong course of action or or set our our sights on the wrong thing And that's where the kind of main thing needs to be the purpose that we come back to that kind of reminds us of what it is that we're doing and why. And there it is again, you know, that that word why, which is so important in being clear on what you're doing and why before you actually contemplate doing anything towards it. You know, the other things that can come about are the competing priorities that demand our time and our resources. Um, You know, if we're working through that divorce, I'm sorry to keep harping on, but the same examples apply here you know, there's going to be other things that compete for our time and our attention. And chances are, if you're working through a divorce or a failed relationship and and rebuilding your life, then, you know, you're going to need to keep things on track at work. You're going to need to keep your job or your business going along and giving it the attention it deserves. You're going to need to keep giving your kids the attention and love that they deserve and, and servicing your friendships and your relationships with your family. All of those things need to be maintained and kept on track. So... They're, they're competing for your attention and your energies. And you know, let's face it, we all only have so many hours in the day. And if you're voluntarily going through a process or if you're not voluntarily going through it, it's just something you're having to deal with. You still need to deal with it and you still need to keep all the balls in the air and keep juggling everything. So fundamentally, you know, it's your duty, if you like, to kind of deal with those distractions and keep yourself on track. And I guess the final thing in relation to, to to distractions and the other things that come along to to kind of snatch our attention away is that oftentimes it can be so difficult to to figure out what we should do next that we get caught in in a state of what I like to think of as analysis paralysis, where you know there are so many options available to you that you do nothing because you're constantly weighing up the pros and the cons of each. So that analysis paralysis can really kind of stifle progress because. You know, there may be valid opportunities here or valid chances for you to further yourself towards your main thing, and you, you get caught up so much in debating which of, those, which of them is the right thing to do, that you do nothing. Or alternatively, you know, you could divide your attention between them, and then you dilute the progress that you're going to make in any one area. And I guess that leads on nicely to the idea that, you know, maintaining the, the main thing as the main thing is important at a macro level in terms of setting your overall goals but that should also dictate the actions and things that you're going to do at a micro level in order to make it happen and you know you may come up with a task list or a list of a hundred things that you want to do like in your divorce you need to sort out a new place to live you need to You know, do all the changes of of address and uh, the changes of name, for example, dealing with the administrative matters. You may need to put in place arrangements via your solicitor or your lawyer around custody of the kids. You may need to agree custody arrangements, financial settlements, and all those kinds of things. But they all form a to-do list of things that need to get sorted. And in tackling each of those things, you need to maintain a singular focus on each of the activities on that list to make sure that once you start to look at something and deal with something, you kind of give it your whole attention or you devote as much of your attention to it as you can do in order to make sure you you deal with it and you close it off. And then you can score one more thing off your to-do list and actually say, well, yes, that's dealt with, or I've done everything I can on that for now. And we all know what it's like, you know, this kind of vain notion of multitasking, I think is a fallacy really, um, particularly on a day-to-day basis or an hour-to-hour basis because, I think what the world's coming around to is this idea of deep work and the fact that actually, whilst we were told at one stage that everyone thought it was such a great thing to be able to multitask and juggle everything and keep all the balls in the air, in reality, the way we make real progress in any one project or in any one area of our lives is to maintain that singular focus and to get into the deep work and, and give all of our attention to one thing at a time and actually then make sure that we make progress in that one thing before moving our attention onto the next thing. And that's where it really applies at a kind of micro level or a task level or an action level, is that if we're dealing with an adversity or if we're working on a project, we need to apply our attentions and our actions and our efforts to one thing at a time. Otherwise, everything's just going to make a little bit of progress. But ultimately, the effects are going to be diluted. So I'm just turning over the page of my notes here because there's a lot of stuff I don't want to miss out on. Um, And I guess then the pressure comes about as choosing what is the right one thing to to kind of set as our overall goal, um, to make sure that we are orienting ourselves towards something that is not only achievable, but is also what we really want. Um, And I think the tendency can be at times that we don't necessarily think about what it is that we really want as our one thing, or we don't really kind of clearly define our main thing at an appropriate level. You know, someone may describe their one thing or their main goal as to make more money, and that's fine as as a kind of notional purpose, but it's not really the one thing that you need to orient yourself towards. You know, getting more money is effectively a consequence or a second-order consequence or a side effect, if you like, of other things, you know. If if your purpose in life is to bring about more money so that you, you feel wealthier or to deal better with your debt or, you know, to, to improve your life or the lives of your family... Um, you need to do things to, to kind of generate that. You can't just sit out to the world and say, I need more money. You know, what are you gonna do, become a bank robber? Um, no, really, you need to be thinking about, I'm gonna build a business. I'm gonna build a business by serving a meaningful problem for other people and serving other people and creating a service that, that is actually valuable, which we, people will give me money for. So in that instance, you know, the the, the intention may be to, to bring about more money, but actually the one thing that you need to orient yourself towards is building this business or is the the one idea you know i'm going to be the the first person to invent this thing that's going to solve a problem for people and then turn that into a business and make money as a result of it the money isn't the purpose it's not the one thing it's not the goal and by the same token you know if you're if you're working through that that divorce you know your your purpose your one thing should be to build a happy new life it should be to build a life where you're fulfilled and you're self-reliant and all those other things I mentioned earlier it's not about I need to get through this you know one thing is not about surviving and getting through divorce and actually you know muddling by and muddling through it's actually about building something positive in its own right and that vision of your new life should be the one thing that you aim towards in the same token you know your your goal as a parent if you're a parent and you have kids is is to raise happy fulfilled intelligent behave, well behaved loved secure you know all the good words that we apply to our kids um, and that becomes your one thing it's not about i need to make you know johnny become better at doing his homework or whatever else you know it's not the micro level thing that would contribute to the overall goal you know the micro level things are important but having a clear vision as to how you want to raise your kids and how you want your family or your relationship or your business to be is the level at which we define our one thing. So we need to be really careful when we're we're kind of orienting ourselves to that one thing that it's the right thing and that our why is clearly defined in a way that's meaningful to us that's actually going to bring about what we want. So there's one other quote that I wanted to finish up with, to kind of lighten the mood a little bit, and it's from one of my favourite films when I was a, a kid, um, and that was City Slickers, starring Jack Palance and Billy Crystal. Um, and if you're familiar with it, or even if you're not, it's, uh, it's kind of a, an amusing film, where um, Curly, Jack Palance's character, is the rugged cowboy taking a load of City Slickers on a cattle drive across the Wild West. And it's a kind of voyage of personal discovery. It's a kind of, I guess, midlife crisis slash uh, bucket list thing for Billy Crystal. And he's kind of searching for meaning in his life because I think he feels like he's a bit lost. And Jack Palance, at one stage, in a fairly pivotal moment of the film, says to, to, to Billy Crystal's character, you know what the one secret to life is? One thing, just one thing. Once you figure that out and you stick to it, Everything else don't mean shit. (laughs) Excuse my French, but that's the word he used. And I guess the key thing is that, you know, everyone's one thing is different. Everyone's purpose in life is different. Um, And only you have the power to figure out what that one thing is. And you know, there may be variety of one things that you kind of work through as you go through life. But realistically, we need to orient ourselves towards something to get ourselves through life and to set our direction. And you know, it's important to be attuned to what that is. And if you don't know what that is, you you aren't gonna know if you've achieved it and you aren't gonna know if you're directing your actions in the right way. So it's really crucial to have a clear understanding of your one thing, your main thing, or your why, whatever you want to call it, before you then decide what you're gonna do to achieve it. So I hope that helps and I hope it makes sense. I think it's a really powerful idea and I know it's not a particularly unique idea. Everyone's talking these days about goals and why and intentions and the power of setting intentions. But I think it's really important that it applies not just at a high level, you know, in terms of setting the overall intention, but actually in terms of guiding your actions and maintaining that singular focus, both on your overall purpose and at the micro level of actions that you need to undertake to get there. So I'd love to hear what you think on this. Um, if you're watching or if you're listening on the podcast, um, either way, you know, you can comment and reach out to me in all the usual ways. My uh, contact details will be wherever you're picking this up as well. Um, in the t- meantime, if you have any further suggestions of things you want me to cover, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear your feedback. I'd love for you to, to leave feedback on this, where appropriate, on whichever platform you're picking it up on. And in the meantime, this is Toby Hazelwood, wishing you well, hoping that you're happy and fulfilled. And until next time, this is Toby saying goodbye. Goodbye. This has been the Kintsugi Life podcast from Toby Hazelwood. I hope you've enjoyed it and found it useful. And I'd welcome feedback or contact from you to let me know your thoughts. You can reach out on toby at kintsugilife.co. Thank you.